Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hello all and welcome to Sunday Q&A. Um, sorry it's a bit late. <laughs> it was a bit hectic yesterday. Um, firstly, I had a job on Saturday. It's my second Saturday running and I'm thinking, I'm hoping with my work time director, if you are allowed to do two on the bounce, providing you have, you, I think you've got to pay them back and you can do the next two, but I'll find out. I'm, if not, I've infringed and I will know better, but I don't think I have. I believe... I always say to keep it simple, you can work one Saturday in a fortnight, but I think you can work two Saturdays in a fortnight, providing you don't work the next two. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I had a delivery into LEZ, or ULEZ rather, right in the city. Um, and I mean, to drive our truck into the city, to drive like my seven and a half ton in, is I think 130 quid just worth it in zone charges. But they paid it. So, and they paid more, so it was worth it. And then I got a new telly. I got a new telly. Yay! I got one of them Philips Ambilight things. I wanted one for ages. It's, it sounds gimmicky. It fires lights out the side when there's a film on. Um, but it's not. It actually works really well. But it wasn't quite so straightforward as just putting a new telly in. It's like, well, the TV that was there is now going there. And the TV that was there is now going there. And that TV is now going there. And then I've got to get all the remotes synced up. And then why is the sound bar not working? And it's just, oh, it was one of them. Anyway, it's not about career driving. You're not interested. Uh, right, so, firstly, uh, thanks very much for all the multi-drop comments. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a, a monthly video. A multi, and it's all kind of tied in with a circuit mob. Now, as I've said before, I do videos on another channel, and I'll do you a link. Um, it's um, They pay me to do it. It's the people, that they, the, the, the circuit mob, and they said, we've got this app, and I checked it out, and I think it's very, very good. But um, there's loads of videos, but they're more geared up for... Um, multi-drop drivers, more your Amazon, Hermes, Argos, Parcelforce mob, which is kind of where in the CX we're not really multi-drop, you know, 10 drops we think is a multi-drop, which I know some people who do proper multi-drops will be laughing at. Um, but also by way of saying thank you, um, I also do kind of a video a month forum um, regarding, you know, sort of just drawing attention to this circuit thing and I wasn't quite sure I was going to do it going forward because you can't just do a video a month saying circuit's great without people going come on out here come on play the game this is not what it's all about is it but fortunately you guys seem to be doing an awful lot of comments so I would do a video a month so if you've got any comments on the multi drop please do and once a month we're going to do a discussion video on pros and cons genuine stuff genuine comments pros and cons of the multi drop how it works what are the pitfalls what can you do to make your life easier how does it compare to six, that kind of stuff. So thanks very much for all your comments. They will be coming out. Uh, this week, however, uh, the main video was, it was, um, I did a video for a guy who basically was tramping, got to the place at half past three and the place was shut and he had to deliver it the next day. And he said, how do I get around this? So it's sort of, um, the video was, what if it's, what it has to be delivered ASAP and you get there and the place is closed. Uh, David went and my mate David Crisps, my, my, my good guitar playing friend, who's also got his own channel, by the way. Uh, he said, and I forgot I did a video on this, it's we do A to B, we don't do C. C costs extra. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's because he's a taxi driver and he kind of says, you know, the amount of times where you drop someone off at a, a block of flats and they go, oh, can you just take my bags up the 11th floor? He said, if it's an old lady, 
fair enough, like, you know. But if he's kind of a young, sprightly fellow, you're like, no, I deliver you to the door. I don't deliver your stuff to your apartment, you know, sort of. You've got to do that bit yourself. But, yeah, he's right. Uh, poor lady. You say you'll do it, but there's extra money. And they say, with, with the thing you got there, ASAP, the place was shut, re-delivery in the morning, it's another charge. Paul A. Bevan says, what I've done before is to charge them for overnight stay in a Premier Inn, say about 70 quid and £25 for taking it back in the morning, then get a job on the CX. Again, talk to the shipper. If you're not that far from home, you go, look, I'm going to go home, I'm going to have a kip, I'm going to deliver it in the morning, I'll charge you for my first morning's job. If you're like a million miles from home, or, or you sort of, um, you were going to go home and, you know, you sort of, you can say, well, look, I'm going to have to stay overnight. Talk to them, explain the situation. They will talk to their customer. You can come to some kind of an agreement. Uh, by 72, this is uh, ask the shipper to get another courier to deliver in the morning. Don't wait around unless they're paying top dollar. I've done that before as well. Because, like, for example, I think I had a job, say, Andover. This was when I was in the Luton. And I had to do a job from Andover to, again, City in London. Um, and I missed the delivery slot. And they went, you can't, you've got to bring it back in the morning. So I run the guy and he said, well, can you take it back? And I went, not really. I said, because the reason I took this job was because it's kind of taking me home. I live 30 miles north of here. Now you're asking me to drive all the way back down towards Bristol again, then drive all the way back again. So what we ended up doing is I met another guy in a van um, somewhere in kind of like Hornsey Way. And we just, we just ferried the load, chipped it from side to side, and he took it back. And I got paid for doing the job and got paid the waiting time, waiting for the guy to turn up to transfer the job over, because it wasn't my fault. Again, the guy, the shipper was like, he said, yes, this has happened twice already this week. They were utter pain trying to get the stuff in. He understood. It's not like, it's not, it's never a you and I, it should never be a, a courier versus shipper situation. We should work together to make life easier. That's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, Raj1975 said, I had this in my first week of starting off. Phoned the shipper straight away, and he arranged for me to drop it to a local courier. Pay me extra for messing about. That was nice. Uh, that was one pallet, though. God knows what would have happened if it was a truckload. Cool. Well done, right? And also, again, that's happened to me before as well. That was ironic. I had four pallets on board, and I'd taken them down from Sheffield Way, and I had to go to Milton Keynes. Oh, what a job. Taking me home. And it was a Friday. I was going on holiday on the Sunday. They went down to Milton Keynes to Waitrose. And Waitrose went, what are you in? I said, I'm in a Luton van. They went... No, we ain't going to be taking that. They said, we don't, we'll take one, it's it like a bizarre situation, then we'll take one pallet off a Luton van, more than one pallet's got to be on a truck. I went, okay, well, it's this, I rung a shipper, and he said, well, can you take it back to Sheffield? And I went, no, that was right, to take it back to Sheffield, the place would have been shut by the time I got back there. So, well, can you, like, can you take it back on Monday? I went, no, I'm going on holiday. But what I did, I said, listen, there's a courier company, a bigger courier company, where I am based, my mate Giuseppe said, what I recommend we do is I drive this down to Giuseppe's, I'll give you Giuseppe's number, and he will give you a cost of re-delivering it. And this is Dunstable to me on Keynes, not Sheffield to me on Keynes. So what I did in the end, the shipper paid me extra for driving it down to base. Uh, Giuseppe took it over his fork truck, put it on a seven and a half tonne, ran it in there on Monday morning. Again, you try to find solutions, try to find ways of moving forward that helps people and doesn't cost everyone an arm and a leg. But, you know, it does these things happen sometimes, but they're not it's not they're not insurmountable problems. It really is just about moving stuff. So anyway, that was on that one. So we're straight into miscellaneous now. Uh Coleon nine one seven six. That's a droid's name. Um 
Oh, we did thing on, on run locks. Now, an Oculus run locks, he said, run locks are, are good. They keep the battery topped up if uh, you're using the lights for hours on end, which presumably sometimes if you're parked overnight, you want to leave your lights on, if, you know, so someone doesn't smash it in the back of your van. Um, uh, keeping the cab warm, negative, it uses diesel. Uh, so uh, get to Thunberg's and put a hex on you, and the noise isn't very good for the environment, etc. But um, and this is about over, overheating the engine. He said, but he was. He said I was a truck fitter years ago, and one thing that's often overlooked is the thermostats. Most trucks have two, haven't changed every five years, and they will um, flush them out with deionized water and stuff like that. He also did one about um, van locking bars, and there is a link to van locking bars underneath it, which are, they're very good van locking bars rather than straps. And they, but the only problem is you, you have to have the right. Um, the bits that run down the side, and they're spring-loaded. I know Martin, the career driver, my mind, Martin, he does the removals. And once you've got your load in, you put the bar in, you ping it in, and it clicks, and that load ain't going anywhere. Straps can come off. Straps can break. These locking bars are very, very good. Having said that, you're looking at a pile of money, whereas for a strap, you're looking at, like, 10, 20 quid for a big one. So, but there is a link down there on it in case anybody wants to have a look at that. Uh, domain name, guys, says, um, cheers to the feature, mate. Thanks very much for your contribution. It's all appreciated. Um, anyway, I think what are we going to go to with this? <laughs> he, says, he says, I dress like an, af uh, an astronaut on sites for health and safety. Um, and he did, he said, he did an, an interesting one as well. He said, if you're looking, if you're delivering to a building site, because we did one on this recently, and you can't find it, look for the muddy tyre tracks. So say, for example, you're driving in, there's all these new shiny homes with cars parked in there, and then you go, hang on, there's a bit of mud there. Follow the muddy tire tracks, because they would take you to the back of the housing estate where they're building more houses. Um, he said that you tend to get that in phase one more, phase one and phase two. After that, they tend to be a little bit cleaner, like, you know. So uh, Dennis Eagle says... If you're delivering again to site, he said, go straight to the manager or supervisor. The, the staff are generally quite thick. I wouldn't say they're thick. A lot of times they, they just don't really care. It's kind of like, I am here to lay sort of electrical wiring. I am here to dig a hole. So, yeah, you really want to get to, like, um, well, my wife works for a firm. They call them, like, development managers, or you want to get to, you want to see the site manager. They're normally in the port cabin and normally next to the compound, and it's normally up a flight of stairs. That tends to be the way. I don't know why. Smaller sites, maybe not. I have done before where they've just had like a, on a ground floor compound. But um, yeah, and they, they also tend to be a little bit more smartly dressed. <laughs> so they will still have boots on and they will still have a hat on, but they might be wearing a shirt and trousers rather than sort of jeans and high vis. Well, they actually always have high vis on as well. Not, not necessarily if they're in the office, they take them off. Um, Nigel Rainbird. He says, um, hi, Pete, concerning the query on changing vehicles, oh, there was one, can you change your vehicles? He said, um, on the CX, it's easy to do on the CX menu, just change the vehicle description on and off. But some, uh, but some shippers, I think, change their details on you. I had to tell a shipper I'd got my own van back and I'd changed the settings on the CX, wonder if it was getting a small van job. You know, I, I think he thought he was getting, you know, the guy was turning up in a small van when he actually was kind of like a long wheelbase or a looting job. But apparently you can easily, you can register two vehicles with CX and you can flick between the two. So if, for example, you've got a fridge and you've got a looting with a towel lift, one day you want to do a fridge job, one day you want to do a looting job, it can be done. I didn't know. Um, the Urban Trucker, because we did one also, which is coming out soon, on how to move your vehicle while on brake. And there's been a debate recently on is it legal, isn't it legal? And I swear on my CPC, the guy said you've got the one-minute rule. He said, hi, Pete, the guy who said you can't move your vehicle on brake, in, 
He said, most people know that you can move your vehicle on brake using the magic shunt, but it's not illegal. It, it, basically, moving the vehicle while on brake, the reason why you can do it is because digital tachographs were first fitted in HGVs were a nightmare for recording driving time you hadn't necessarily used. For example, to record the movement, half a turn of drive of the axle would record a minimum of one minute, sometimes two minutes driving time. The problem was, if you're stuck in traffic, the, every time you moved... So basically, if you're sitting in a traffic jam, and you move slightly forward, it will record the fact you've been driving for two minutes. So if you were stuck in a traffic jam for like an hour, really you should be recording no driving time at all, and it could record like two hours worth of driving time, in which case you've got no chance of getting home. Um, so that's why you can do it. But there is a video coming out on how to move your vehicle while on brake, and I do think it's, it, must be, it must be kosher, because if it's not, why would the taco let you do it? But anyway, it does happen. So, uh, Godzilla's out of interest. I'm getting quotes for four thousand pounds to insure a seven and a half to eighteen tonner. That sounds high to me. The problem with the insurance thing, um, it's so many imponderables. How old are you? Where do you live? Where are you parking it? How many points have you got? You know, what is your history like? Where is your location? When we were driving Luton Vans, I've got a Luton Vans just parked one side of Dunstable. My mate Martin, who I mentioned earlier, has got one parked the other side of Dunstable. Um, we're not too far different in our sort of no claims and all that, but because of the postcode, his was double mine. In the end, he just said, I'm going to park it up the yard. I'm going to drive it 10 minutes up the road and park it there instead. It's just crazy. But, yeah, I think we pay, on average, on the lorries about 1600 a year. And that's kind of for your... For your um, Goods in transit and your insurance and all that. But then we are a bunch of sad 50-year-old men who really have got pretty clean licences and no accidents in the, in the foreseeable, like, you know. So, But, yeah, mate, I mean, we use BCD. I recommend you give them a go. If you do, please mention my name. They pay me. But I also use them because they work with CX, and they've actually, most of the, most of the time, they give us the best quotes. So there we go. Um, now, and if you do mention my name, it might get you somewhere further, but I doubt it. Uh, Neil John says, uh, Hi Pete, came across your channel. Um, I've been away driving for a few years. I'm looking to return. Um, driving hours and work time directive are doing my head in. More about getting around them than driving. Do you do manual entries, Pete? Seems hard to figure out. No, I'm going to do you what I did a video recently. I don't know if that seems to see my, my epitaph. That's, this is a mantra in a day, isn't it? Keep it simple. It's not hard. Just do the easiest way to get around it is to just do two jobs and knock. Pick your first job up, drop it off. Pick your second job up, drop it off. Don't go more than about um, 150 miles because there's a good chance you won't get back. And take your breaks whenever you can. But there is, if you if you just stick to the rules, it does. You do get a little bit savvy to it afterwards. Like, well, I can take my full break here, but if I take my full break here, then I'm going to have to reset it later. Alternatively, if I go another two hours, get closer to my four and a half hours, and take a break, then that'll reset me for coming home. You get kind of a little bit sharper to it. And should, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm thinking, I just took a break. I wish I hadn't bothered. Sometimes going, I didn't just take a break. I wish I had bothered. But on the whole, it's not. You do get a, you do get a hang of it. You get in a kind of routine. I got into a routine. Then they threw that 11th hour on me. Then I tried something else. Went horribly wrong. And I went, no, I'm going back to the old routine. But if you stick to that routine, our cars are clean. <coughs> you know, you know it's, it's two jobs and knocking it works. And there's enough money in two jobs and knocking. And you also don't drive yourself mad. You're not working yourself into the floor like you can be in a van doing 15 hours a day. Do, do, do your job. Do your second job. Go home. Um, 
Mr. Bruce. He says, you're a superstar. Um, £12.50 and out of drivers, seven and a half tonne. Where do I start? Plenty of years' experience, nationally out tramping, regional, that kind of thing. Um, do, us a, do me a favour. Mr. Bruce, I'm ever so sorry. <laughs> We're not actually recruiting seven and a half tonne drivers. We will be recruiting soon, I hope, because we've, I had the phone call from the operator's licence. Of course, things aren't quite right. We've got to fiddle with it. But we're going to be looking soon for three 18-tonne drivers in the Coventry area. But I'll keep you informed on that one. I'll tell you why we don't, why we're not getting more seven and a half tons. There were two jobs on Monday um, for me and Harry. I'm in the seven and a half ton. Harry's in the 18 ton. Both of them were picking up from they were picking up from the same place and dropping off to the same place. The reason was it's air conditioning machines out of Mitsubishi in um, Milton Keynes. And they had to move 36 pallets, or somewhere about that. So what they were, what they did is they said, we're going to bring in a seven and a half to, an, an 18 tonne, put as many pallets on that one. Then we're going to bring in the seven and a half tonne, put as many pallets as we can on that one. Then we're going to bring in the third vehicle, and whatever's left off, we're going to put on that one. So it was the same job, picking up at the same time, from the same location, going to the same location. I got 250 quid, Harry got 330 the only difference being he might have had two more pallets than me. So it's 80 quid for two extra pallets. So that's why we don't. We tend, And also, I get decent money. I'm, I'm bringing in the same kind of money as the 18 tonnes. But I might be doing four, 500 miles, uh, 400 miles a day. They might be doing 100. Literally, Milton Keynes to Northampton and then Corby to Kettering and then home. Or something like that. Little jobs, but they pay a lot more. They they spend more time waiting on um, bays than I do, which is frustrating, I know. But they're not doing the diesel, they're not doing the wear and tear, and they're getting more money for it. So that's why we don't... T- I mean, I've only got the seven and a half tonne, because when I bought it, it was the only vehicle that I could drive, so I didn't have my glass to then. But eventually, we will be changing all of them up for 18 tonnes, which I all say, if you're going to be working on the CH, you want to make the most money, the vehicles you all should be driving is 18 tonne, curtain sides, with a tail lift, tuck under tail lift, so it goes on the bay. But bear in mind, if you want to get into lorries, it's involved. If you just want a simple life, get yourself a Luton with a tail lift and get one side converted with a curtain, or buy yourself a small van and become an Uncle Al, but we're going to do one on that. Um... <coughs> Uh, the um, trucker says again. Coming back to the, the thing, he said. I, he said I believe that some people are missing the point about uh, jobs being offered. He said the reason I would say that most people watching follow your channel is because you're self-employed. Yes, we could all go to work for someone and get all the so-called benefits, less hours, pensions, etc. I suspect, like me, Pete, along with a lot of others, you are unemployable. Yes, you're dead right. <laughs> I sort of, I have only, I said, but I only ever went for one. I think I only ever got one job interview in my life, and that was working in office. That's part of the student thing, and I only got it because it was to do with the student thing. It was thirty-five pound a week working in central London. They pay my they pay my travel. I was the only person who went for the job, and the lady who interviewed me said later we got on really well but she said after the interview, after you left, I after offering you the job, I put my head in my hands and went, oh my god, what have I done? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really that kind of guy. And particularly, as you get to once you've been used to working for yourself for a period of time, it would be very difficult to go back to working for someone else. Um, just being, you know, having being ordered about by somebody who you think what you're telling me to do is utterly pointless. And paperwork, I absolutely hate paperwork. Can't can't get my head around you know moving bits of paper around. Drives me mad. So, so yes, we are kind of doomed 
So this kind of life, I suppose I'm lucky to have it. Um, domain name, guys, as he said. He said, I saw a job um, um, advertised yesterday. On the money again, we want to start on the money again. Saw a job advertised yesterday for a seven and a half tonne agency driver, £14 an hour, eight hour a day, five shifts a week, um, no weekends, it's five sixty a week. The best bit, um, oh, but his driver's CPC is expired, so we can't do it. Um, they, I, I had a word, I've got, I've got a job on Tuesday, because of the bank holiday, going to Bournemouth, and I was speaking to Josh at HBC, and he said, can you come down a bit on the price? Well, fairness, my price was pretty good anyway. And I, I did come down a bit, because they're mates and all that kind of stuff. And Josh turned around and said, I understand, I know it's like out there at the moment. It strikes me that particularly with the um, introducing the introduction of IR35, just general driving things, there does seem to be a bit of a driver shortage. And the cost of... I'm, I'm seeing adverts everywhere. You know, it's this £1,000 golden handshake, and we pay £20 an hour we, for the HGV drivers. We pay £30. There seems to be quite fierce competition to try and get drivers at the time, which which could actually which impact on me when I actually try to get some up in Coventry. But I'm hoping, because what we've had to offer... We might not be paying the most, but the kind of job's quite nice. Two jobs and knock. When you're done, you go home. You get paid anyway, whether you've you know done your hours or not. We pay. We do pay fifteen pound an hour overtime. So, um, but yeah, it, it strikes me, guys. You know, don't quote too cheap at the moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the prices that I'm quoting, and I'm not struggling for work. But you know, we did the pandemic, didn't we? We had to work for nothing forever. We became, um, what they call it, sort of national, well, key workers. It'd be nice to get a little bit back now, wouldn't it? <laughs> Fingers crossed on that one. Um, Jack Farrell says, is a drop side any good for the CX? I meant to actually work out what a drop side van was. I don't know what a drop side van is. I'm clueless to this stuff. Let me know what a drop side van is and I'll let you know. But oh, I should have Googled it. I didn't get around to that one. It, like I said, it was very busy yesterday setting up tellies. Uh, Tifioso Cornwall. He said, hi, Pete. Um, I think it's about time every courier put £5 on a job, each job. Diesel has shot up since Christmas. £5 on each job, maybe £10 a day, which is 50 quid a week, 200 quid a month. He, he's right. Diesel's, I mean, diesel's now 130, 140. I, I used to get texts to tell me how much my diesel is. I haven't. I've got to ring them and go, you're not even telling me how much I'm paying at the moment. But yeah, like I say, diesel's getting dearer. Drivers are getting dearer. So therefore, it's going to have a knock-on effect. I think he's right. Uh, Declan Connor says... Hi guys, I'm currently an HGV driver working for a company in Scotland. I was considering purchasing a van and doing my jobs on the exchange, wondering if it's worthwhile um, doing my research. Right, Declan, Scotland's tough um, because it's such a beautiful, wide-open country. The operative words in that sentence being wide, wide open. You get the odd bit out of Aberdeen, you get the odd bit out of sort of um, Dundee, but you don't get that many jobs. Now, if you consider tramping, if you could get your first job, I don't know whereabouts in Scotland you are either. Um, I mean, if, you can't, if you're prepared to drop down a bit, you might even be in Ayrshire, so you could drop down towards Preston, Blackpool, um, Manchester. It's a way to go, but if you're prepared to drop down and then stay away and then get back, you can. But if you just want to run Scotland, there's not that many jobs come in and around. But there's, there's a few. It's not as busy as it is down south. That's not to say it's not doable, 
you certainly have more chance of making the proper money if you're prepared, even if you were prepared to stay out one or two nights. So you might be able to go Scotland to Manchester, Manchester to Northampton, Northampton to Wales, Wales back to Scotland, you know, that kind of thing. That's more possible, but it's, it, it's, there's not a tonne of work that comes out of Scotland. So, um, TML136, he said, oh, we were on the multi-drop thing. Again, like I say, there will be a monthly discussion video on the multi-drop thing. Um, Yodel are just as bad, used to work there on the loading base. When I was there, a driver's van broke down and they told him he had to rent a van or don't come back. You do get the horror stories from these firms, but people still do it, and they still seem to be relatively happy about it. So we will, like I say, we will be doing more discussion on that one in the future. So that's it. Like I say, sorry it was late. I've still got, I still haven't fixed the TVs. So I've still got to do the one upstairs. Uh, but I did manage to get the soundbar working, which was driving me mental. I thought I was going to have to buy another one. So, again, not about career driving. You don't care. Um, in conclusion, I did that video the other day. Again, guitar player Dave. He says, um, look at all those lovely crates behind you. Market trader's dream. I still do that, mate. I still get there looking at plastic boxes going, or cages. Are you Richard? Cages, you know, you drive into a place and then suddenly you drive out and... Three or four cages, which is not, I don't know what happens. They just seem to disappear into the ether. They were there, and then they're not. Is there cameras about? I hope not. But I don't do that anymore. <laughs> if it is now, I want to get the stuff off. I don't want to be stuck with it on board. Um, and finally, Steve Campbell says, um, I delivered bread to a church. To, I delivered bread to a church today in Durham. I told the vicar that I bought him today his daily bread. <laughs> I tell you what, if you've ever got... Um, was it five loaves and two fishes? I'm going to show you the most amazing trick. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. That's it. It's bank holiday. I think the fact that I'm not actually um, doing this when I'm supposed to is probably throwing me out sideways. I'll upload it now. You'll get it as soon as you can. I hope it helps. And enjoy the bank holiday, guys. Take care. But for one day, you don't have to take money. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.